Hi everyone, thank you for listening to GovTech's Tech Away series, where you will hear topical discussions among tech experts across various domains in our agency. In this episode, we will be talking about artificial intelligence, how GovTech implements AI, and some of the challenges we have faced while working on these projects. I am Telan, and I am an AI engineer at the Data Science and AI Division, or DSAID, in short. I have been working in this field for around 7 years since the days of my bachelor's degree. And to be frank, I enrolled into the course back then without knowing what AI was about. But I soon grew to love it because it's so fast-paced and dynamic. Also, with me here today is my colleague, Nazar. Hi everyone, I am Nazar and I have been working in AI for around 2 years. I was an intern in the DSAID video analytics team when I first started off in this field. So a fun fact about me is that I was doing my bachelor's in software engineering at SIT before starting off as an AI engineer. So what sparked my interest to get into the AI field, uh, specifically uh, video or image analytics, was at this point of time where I like to play RPG game. You know, when you have to attack mobs and in return, it will drop these uh, rare in-game items. Oh yeah, I remember that when I was playing some MMO. ORPG as well. Those were the days. (laughs) Yeah, but the problem was it was taking too long and, you know, my eyes started to get tired looking out for the rare item drop. So I was thinking if there was some way to automate this process, you know, like an extra pair of eyes which alerts you when the rare game item appears on the monitor. So when I went to look up on the internet, I was surprised when I came across a software which actually does this for you and it is powered by AI. And that is when I started to fall in love with artificial intelligence. That's interesting. When it comes to AI, I believe there is a common misunderstanding as to what AI is. To many people, iRobot or Terminator might come to mind when talking about AI, but I assure you that it is far from being about evil robots that wants to cause mass extinction. Mm -hmm. AI is actually a branch of computer science which simulates human intelligence by using machines and it includes a spectrum of fields, including machine learning and deep learning, which are the two that gain much attention in the recent years. If you aren't familiar with them, just think of them as tools that learn from previous experiences and make a prediction for the future. Hey, this reminds me of something, like the oracle from the movie Matrix. Yep, somewhat. So one of the fields in machine learning is natural language processing, which you can learn more about it at our previous takeaway episode by our two data science colleagues. With all the rapid advancements in technology and growing attention on AI, it is inevitable that the developments in the AI space grew exponentially and it is these developments that keeps me going. I'll never get bored of AI because there will always be new breakthroughs to read about and new algorithms to try out. Also, as an AI engineer, we always have new challenging problems to work on. It's the sense of accomplishment when you finally deliver a solution to an existing problem and see how people benefit from your project. Yes, that's right. AI is already all around us. For example, when we shop on Amazon, we'll get to see this list of recommended products. You know, that is AI at work. Also, another example would be the highly annoying yet uh, relevant advertisements which we see on Facebook. Yes, Nazar. Another example that I can think of is the Google Home or Alexa that many of us have at home. These devices make use of natural language processing to decipher our intention and act accordingly. So yeah, AI is impacting our daily lives in one way or another, sometimes without us even realising it. In GovTech, we work with other government agencies to develop computer vision products to simplify the existing work processes and not to track people. 
Yes, so let me share about this proof of concept project which the video analytics team worked on where AI actually complemented the human workforce. So imagine you are a security officer and your job is to monitor an island's jetty area through a security camera. There are two tasks allocated to you. The first task is you are required to record down the timestamp whenever a ship or a kayak enters or leaves your island. The second step is in the event if a ship or kayak is idling in the jetty area for too long, you have to report them to the relevant authorities. Oh wow, that definitely sounds very manpower intensive and repetitive. Yes, I know, right? So for the first task, the process of staring at the screen for hours and hours is strenuous and, you know, after a while, you just get tired of doing it. So this is where uh, AI can actually come in to help. We built a solution by training an AI model to identify ships and kayaks objects and alongside it, we developed a script to provide timestamp details whenever a ship or kayak is detected in the vicinity of the island. So now uh, that the first task, which is the strenuous process of looking at a camera, is taken care of by AI, the security officers can now dedicate their full attention on reporting ships or kayaks flagged out as idling too long by the AI solution. Thanks, NASA, for the elaboration. On top of the work with other government agencies, we also recently collaborated with National University of Singapore and conducted a 13-week course on computer vision. We liaised with another government agency and asked the students to develop a solution that counts the number of fish, eggs, and lava given an image of a water sample. On top of helping the agency to streamline their existing work process, the other goal we had in mind when we took this up is to let the students experience what it is like to work on a real-world problem and understand the challenges and obstacles to expect. Through this, we hope to groom a new batch of AI engineers to support our local AI ecosystem. Yeah, so speaking of challenges, we have certainly encountered a fair share of it over the different projects that we worked on. So one very important thing about AI model development is having the right type and a sufficient amount of data to train the model. You have to use the right type of data for model training to let the AI model know what it is expected to see, even before the AI model can do the job. And you know, insufficient amount of data is another challenge that we face. And training an AI model with limited representative data can cause the AI model to make poor predictions on unseen data set. The AI model algorithm, which you may be using, can be the state of the art. But how well the model performs is fundamentally dependent on the data which you train with. That's garbage in and garbage out. AI models learn from the training data that it was provided with and uses the information that it had learned to make predictions for new unseen data. As such, if the training data that was provided were of bad quality and not representative, the AI model will not be able to perform well. That's right. I remember working on a project for a fish farm that aims to identify and count the number of microorganisms in a given image. These microorganisms are live feed for fish larvae. These objects appear like a full stop symbol, but there are five different types of microorganisms for the AI model to identify and count. So before I get into the challenges, let me explain about how we process raw data into training data. We prepared training data by a process called data annotations. There are two parts to data annotations, so let's try picturing this. Firstly, we draw a rectangle box surrounding the object. This rectangle box is known as a bounding box. Secondly, we provide a label to each of these bounding box. So for example, if there are two cats and two dogs in an image, we draw a bounding box on each of these objects and then label them with their respective class. 
Class is also known as the output category of the object. So in this case, there will be a total of four bounding boxes where two of them are identified as a cat class and the remaining two are identified as dog class. So now based on this understanding of data annotation, let's get into the first challenge which I faced working on some of the AI projects. So the first challenge with the microorganism project was that it was very difficult to differentiate the five types of microorganisms due to the small size and similar looking features. There were over a hundred objects cluttered in each image, making the annotation process difficult. This actually resulted in inconsistent labeling and the training results were not as expected. So what we did is we reiterated on the data annotation quality by relabeling the objects in a consistent manner. That's expected. After all, data preparation accounts for 80% of the work for any AI project. Usually, we will have to look through the data that we have and manually clean up or remove wrong data. Subsequently, we will also have to think of other possible information that we can use to improve the performance of our model and include these factors in the data if available. So another challenge that we faced in the microorganisms project was data imbalance. Data imbalance occurs when the distribution of different types of objects in your training dataset is not equal. In the real world, you usually end up with an imbalanced dataset where some of the classes are underrepresented, which results in biased AI prediction output. So how we tackle this problem is with this technique called data augmentation. What this means is we created more data by using image pre-processing techniques such as image flipping, image rotation, and a color augmentation. So with precise annotation and data augmentation, we managed to improve the AI model's accuracy significantly. Yep, the challenges definitely come in all shapes and sizes, literally. <laughs> <laughs> On a more serious note, some other considerations that we have to take into account when developing a solution include computational resource requirements and the highly debated topic on ethics. For computational resource requirements, we have to make sure that the solution we develop is suitable for the use case of the agencies. For instance, if the user has to run the solution on the go when he is out in the field, the solution that we develop probably has to be more lightweight, sometimes even at the expense of accuracy. So in a sense, you can say that it's actually an art, an art of balancing accuracy amongst other requirements. On the ethical use of AI, at GovTech, we do not use any confidential or personal information when it comes to the development of a solution. But in general, it is definitely something that we have to be very mindful of. You are absolutely right. There are algorithms so advanced that it generated an entirely fake blog post that fooled tens of thousands of readers. Of course, if misused, such a technology or anything could spell trouble, but it does not mean that we should boycott AI altogether. Personally, I am enjoying the convenience that AI has brought about. I don't know about you, but I love shopping online and whoa, the recommendations are always on point and help me make informed decisions. I'm not so sure if my wallet agrees with the so-called informed decisions I made because of the recommendations though. <laughs> Bro, that sounds more like a problem with your self-discipline. Ouch, that's harsh, but I guess I can't deny that. In any case, we have reached the end of this episode of Tech Away and if you find our content relevant and interesting, do follow this channel and share this podcast with your like-minded friends and stay tuned for our next episode. 
In the meantime, if you wish to continue to learn more about GovTech and the impactful projects we work on or are keen on a career opportunity with GovTech, check out our podcast description for links to our social media, careers website and do subscribe to our newsletter. Thank you and see you next time.